had a, a great interview today uh, with Brigadier General of the Oregon National Guard, Cameron Crawford. General Crawford, how are you? Doing very well today, thank you. It's good to have you. Now, you are, uh, you are in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba right now, aren't you, sir? Uh, live from Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and about 100 meters off of the Caribbean Sea as we speak. I'm just curious, General, what's the weather like today down there? It's like it is here every day. Very boring, sunny, clear, <laughs> about 60% humidity, and it's already at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's probably about 80 degrees. Yikes! <laughs> well, it's considerably warmer than it is here today, sir. Well, all right, uh, General, uh, it's, um, it's, it's great to have you uh, with us for about the next half hour, and uh, just briefly wanted to share with the audience that uh, the reason I am coming down to uh, Guantanamo Bay in March to broadcast live is because you invited me there, uh, what was it, last October or so at General Pritt's retirement? Uh, it was just recently. It was in late October, and uh, we met. And I think it'd be a great idea if you could come down and show your uh, listeners uh, and tell them about what's going on here. It'd be great. Well, and that's and that's really the reason for me uh, uh, making that trip. And and we've had some very generous uh, Oregon companies uh, step up to the plate and help us finance the cost of doing that. And uh, we look forward to doing it. And it's one of those things that. I mean, you know, th this is, and clearly for you, th being in charge of uh, the segment of Camp Delta that you are and, and your responsibilities at, at a most controversial time in our nation's history, a most important time in our nation's history, uh, is, is uh, part of the reason that I wanted to come down, because I want to come down and look at it with my own eyes and tell the people of Oregon what I'm seeing with my own eyes as I did when I was with the uh, two of the 162 in Iraq and with the 41st Brigade, which you were attached to for a long time, in Afghanistan. So tell me, what's it been like for you? You've been there about a year, is that correct, sir? Your, your timing is absolutely perfect, Jeff. Uh, today actually marks my 365th day at Guantanamo, and I'm looking to coming home soon. It's been a very interesting year. And, and you got it exactly right. Until you really come here and see what these great Americans are doing and how well they are doing our mission of safe and humane care and custody of enemy combatants, it's hard to, to believe it until you can actually see it. So the fact that you're coming down is, is great. By the way, you're coming home here shortly, aren't you, sir? Uh, yes, I am. And your tour, uh, now I have heard an ugly rumor <laughs> that you're, you're going to be retiring, is that right, or are you going to stick around for a while in the Guard? Well, uh, that's up to the Army, and uh, I have applied for retirement, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen yet on the military side. On the civilian side, I'm very much looking forward to returning to the Weyerhaeuser Corporation. I've been on military leave of absence for four and a half years now, and the Weyerhaeuser Corporation has been absolutely fantastic, uh, understanding and supportive of what I've been doing to defend our nation, and I look forward to going back to, to the civilian job. Yeah, I have to give kudos to Weyerhaeuser, like so many great American companies and Oregon companies that have... Uh, have really stepped up to the plate, and, and you know as well as I do, many of the soldiers that have served under you uh, work for uh, well-established corporations, and uh, they give them the opportunity and hold their job for them when they come back, and that's critical when you have uh, the Guard and Reserve being deployed in the manner that they are. 
All right, sir, tell me, what is, what is it that you do and what is the average day like for you? What do you do in, in an average day, sir? Well, an average day usually involves uh, uh, up and at them early. I'm usually in the office by about the 7 o'clock or so. We have a, a series of recurring meetings uh, throughout the week, kind of a battle rhythm to discipline ourselves to, to get into a, an efficient routine, if you will. And then beyond that, we, uh, you know, we say that at Guantanamo we're the most transparent detention operation in the world. I believe that's true. I've been to other places. I've been to, other, I've been to prisons, jails around the world. And, and this is a very open, transparent operation that we're running here as evidenced by the uh, 200 uh, media visits just in the 12 months that I've been here uh, and the uh, hundreds and hundreds of distinguished visitors and, and others that have been here. So a big part of my job, Jeff, involves uh, dealing with uh, distinguished visitors, media, in addition to supervising the overall operations of, of detention here. So, well, you know, the media have certainly, and, and I'm in the media, so I, I understand how they look at things. Different types of media tend to look at things differently. Different national media uh, look at things differently. And, and when you get media that come to Guantanamo Bay, and, and they want to look at a number of things, and then you read their stories afterwards, I'm sure sometimes you, you find you're mystified at, at how media who've been there, who have been boots on the ground, who've seen what you're doing, could come away with an impression that, that is clearly the opposite of what you're really engaged in. Is that an accurate assessment, sir? In many cases it is, Jeff. In all fairness, some of the media who come here and actually see what we're doing and talk to the troopers that are engaged in detention operations and so forth uh, do give us a, a fair shake. I mean, uh, some do not. Uh, the international media are uh, particularly critical of, of what we're doing here. Yeah, and, and that doesn't surprise me, sir. So um, in the course of, uh, of a day, uh, your your duties, uh, you really manage, what, about 2,000 people that are involved in the actual detention of, of these enemy combatants, correct? Uh, that's right, Jeff. The joint task force here uh, is about 2,000 uh, Americans, and it consists of soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marine, Coast Guardsmen, and civilians that are in, engaged in this effort. So on a daily basis, you get to deal with the issues with the media. You get to deal, I'm sure, with issues uh, surrounding uh, the legal uh, representation of these detainees uh, as it relates to you know, their lawyers, uh, U.S. Supreme Court rulings, uh, JAGs down there. You get to deal with uh, the issues of detainees and how they treat our soldiers do you ever get a sense that, that it's, it's almost overwhelming some days? Uh, some, some days it is, but at the end of the day, what keeps me going is two, two things, Jeff. You know, our admiral that is in command of the uh, Joint Task Force here says we've got two things on our side, the truth and the troopers. And I believe that. I believe that we are detaining enemies of our country in a very safe and in a humane fashion. 
and the other piece is the troopers that are here, those 2,000 uh, soldiers, sailors, uh, etc., that are here are great Americans and every day that's what they motivate me to get out of bed and get to work and make sure that I'm supporting them, I'm resourcing them, motivating them and making sure they've got the adequate resources and so forth and, and top cover if you will to do the very difficult job that they do in the face of our sworn enemies 24-7. And they are our sworn enemies and I think earlier in the show General I made the comment that actually some of the detainees who've been released from Guantanamo Bay have been uh, killed or recaptured back on the battlefield. Um, I mean, that, that just, I, I think, displays to me, and I think it sends a very powerful message, and it should to the world, that these people are truly committed to the destruction of the values that we believe in as Americans. And I, I, I guess what I find interesting is, is that it's got to be hard for so many of your soldiers and sailors and airmen, marine and coast guardsmen that are down there involved in this project, it's going to be hard for them to treat these people humanely who have in fact killed their fellow soldiers uh, and kill innocent people. How, how, do you, how do your troopers keep an even keel mentally? Well, that, that's a great question, Jeff. And it's very interesting because I'll, I'll answer your question, but it's interesting that members of the media, and particularly the Europeans that come here, are convinced that the soldiers and sailors that we select for these detention operations are some kind of a superhuman soldier, that they're specially vetted and, and trained, and, and they stay here for, for an entire career, several years. But the truth is, our military is the best in the world, and the best it's ever been, and that's evidenced by the recent uh, Gallup poll that uh, pub, uh, confidence in public institutions was at 69% for the U.S. military, far and away the number one choice. But because we have such quality people, they are able to come here, get, get training, and, and do the job very, very effectively. Yeah, and I've got to tell you, General, that's consistent with my personal experiences being out on the battlefield with uh, so many different branches of the military, but certainly with the Oregon National Guard, is that there is a professionalism and a commitment in our professional army services today, whether it's active duty, guard, reserve, doesn't matter, uh, th that is very, very high quality. And, and everywhere you go, you find people who are committed to the mission, no matter what that is. Now, General, let's take a break. And when we come back, let, let's touch on uh, the myths versus the realities, uh, what some of people's impressions are based on media reports of what goes on down in Guantanamo Bay. And, and, and let's talk about the daily life of what a de detainee experiences when we come back. We're talking with Oregon National Guard Brigadier General Cameron Crawford down at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Stick with us, my friends. You don't want to miss what's coming next. All right, my friends, we're back with Oregon National Guard Brigadier General Cameron Crawford talking to us live from Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. General, are you back with us? Right here, Jeff. Very good. All right. Uh, just two quick questions before we uh, get into detainees. Uh, how did you get this job, by the way? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, actually, the, the National Guard soldiers that are here are from the Puerto Rico National Guard. And traditionally, the general officer comes from the same state that the soldiers come from. At the time, Puerto Rico did not have a general officer to do the mission, so the National Guard Bureau conducted a nationwide search, and General Reese, uh, Fred Reese, our adjutant general in Oregon, 
uh, recommended uh, me for the position. I went back and interviewed with uh, the chief of the National Guard Bureau, and he said, pack your bags for Gitmo. <laughs> all right, and quickly, General, do you have any idea about how many Oregon uh, soldiers of all services that are serving down in, uh, in Camp Delta now? I do. There are about 40 uh, service members here who list Oregon as their home of record. And within that 40, there's four of us from the Oregon Army National Guard. Very good, sir. All right, describe for us what is the day in the life of a detainee like? What do they do? Detainees uh, usually get up, get up pretty early. They, they get three meals a day. They're afforded, and it's very good meals, by the way. Uh, five, uh, up to 5,000 calories are offered them. They don't require to eat that or don't necessarily eat it, but we provide a lot of food for, for variety for them. And I think we've got about 80 or 90 detainees, actually, on some kind of a special meal, low sodium, high fiber, those kinds of things, as directed by their dietitian. Uh, but they, they uh, go to... Uh, recreation on a varying schedule. It, it rotates so that they're not out at the same time each day, but they're afforded at least two hours of recreation, sometimes more, each day. And of course, uh, we publish and, and do the prayer call so they can exercise their religious freedoms, and they typically pray uh, five times a day according to the North American Islamic calendar. And then they also will have typically lawyer visits, uh, medical visits uh, if they need medical care. We have the best medical care, I think, in the world. The same exact doctors that are treating these detainees rotate here from Bethesda and could be the same ones that are literally working on members of our Congress. And uh, in, in addition to that, uh, they uh, also sometimes are, have what we, appointments for interrogations. I think it's interesting that everybody thinks interrogation is a dirty word. It is not. It's a very custodial interview, a, a conversation not entirely different than you and I are having right now, and we've mm -hmm. done that over 40,000 times since Guantanamo detention has been in operation. General, what, what about the detainees? We've we, we got about two and a half, three minutes left. What about the controversial myths versus reality? flushing Korans down the toilet, uh, abuse, those kinds of things. Um, how, how, do you, how do you address those misperceptions? Well, well, they're really, they're about the top three myths, I would say. You got one of them. First of all is, is that we have the wrong people here. We have innocent people here who were somehow swept up in the fog of war. In fact, we have some trigger pullers, but in addition to that, we've got the leadership of Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, uh, right. Al-Qaeda 1.0, if you will. <laughs> and uh, we've got, we've got uh, financiers, recruiters, document forgers, bomb makers, uh, some, some pretty bad folks here uh, that we're detaining and keeping off the battlefield. And, and that's kind of a myth number one. I think you mentioned, Jeff, the other myth about the torture. This is some kind of yep. a gulag on, with terrible conditions of detention. That is simply not true. The detentions of condition are, are very, very good. You know, I served as a military police officer for 14 years. I've got a master's degree in corrections. I've been all, all around the world to prison and detention facilities. And they're, they're clean. It's a very healthy environment here. And they are not held incommunicado. The ICRC is here, lawyer visits, medical appointments. They can send and receive mail. 
They have access to library books and, and so on, and even some language programs that we've started recently. So they are very well cared for. Well, General, look, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. And these are things that I hope to see when I'm down there uh, in March and, and have the opportunity to witness these, as, as many of these things as is appropriate, obviously, uh, and share them with the audience just as you have uh, just, just a moment ago. General, uh, about a minute left. Um, concluding, well, actually, we don't even have that now, sir. We've got about 30 seconds. General, thanks so much for taking time to be with us, and I look forward to seeing you when you get home. Maybe we'll have you live in the studio. That would be great. I look forward to it, Jeff, and uh, say hello to all my fellow Oregonians. They can be proud that we're doing a great job for them down here. You are, sir. Thank you so much for your time today. Oregon National Guard Brigadier General Cameron Crawford live from Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. We'll be right back.